What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! All aboard! I brought my pencil! What do you wanna do with your life? Walk on home, boy! Yeah! What's up, Tutorinos? Welcome to another episode of Rank 'em All Van Halen Edition, right here on the Rank 'em All Podcast. That show where we take a bunch of songs and albums and rank them all down one by one to figure out which songs or albums rise above the crop, the cream of the crop, if you will. Oh yeah, oh, I'm yeah. your one of your Dig hosts, it. Brando, Rank Master, whatever you want to call us. I don't know. We're ranking them, and I'm joined again, once again, here today by the Podfather Nate Phillips. Macho Madness is in the house today, brother. Dig it. I would <laughs> honestly, um, one day we got to rank the Macho Man album, the rap. Oh album. my God. Yes. Just as a fucking fun bonus. Yeah. 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 Be a man, Hulk. Be a man. Yeah. He's my perfect friend. Now, I actually feel bad to make fun of that song because he dedicated that to Mr. Perfect. And he, and he was coming from the heart from him. Aww. But it was just like, he was my perfect friend. Perfect till the end. <laughs> just that. Look, and you know what? He he did what he wanted to do. And today, um, we have to do something that we don't want to do. And we have to listen to Van Halen 3. Before and, that, though, we have good yeah. stuff. Come on now. Well, but we didn't well, come alone. No, 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 no. Once again, welcome to the show. Good Times Grimes, Joe Grimes. They uh, rank them all apprentice. <laughs> the rank them all apprentice. <laughs> the, the rank apprentice. Uh, the rank them rookie. Apprentice. The rank, rank rookie. rookie. There we I go. like that. The rank rookie. All right. So, uh, yeah, today we're talking about Van Halen 3, but hold the freaking phone. Before that, we had the best of volume one. We already did one track off of that human's being, which was on the Trister soundtrack. And we did that on the last episode, uh, on the last Sammy Hagar episode. However, the best of. The best of track listing, man, I tell you what, if there ever was a band that you could really do a really good best of of, and that's it, it's Van Halen, because Van Halen has a lot of really great tracks, and they have a lot of like just, you know, I don't know, some fat uh, around the edges or some hidden, you know, uh, on a best of, you're not going to find those hidden gems though that we have found in there or some of those early Roth records, but I mean, uh, just as a track listing, really quick, Eruption, it starts with Eruption, and then Goes to Ain't Talking About Love and Running With The Devil, Dance The Night Away and The Cradle Will Rock, Unchained, one of my favorite Van Halen songs, Jump, Panama, and then we go into the Hagar stuff, the Why Can't This Be Love, Dreams, When It's Love, Pound Cake, Right Now, Can't Stop Loving You, Humans Being, and then the last two tracks on this best of volume one, which it never was a volume two. What a cool story, by the way, for this coming together. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Nate, do you want to take over and uh, tell the story? So, uh, interestingly enough, when Warner Brothers and Eddie had started talking about doing a best of, they got in contact with David Lee Roth. David immediately gets a hold of Eddie, like, wait, what's going on? Like, what can we do? And they start kind of making some amends. Like, they were at a point in their careers, I think, where they were both ready to kind of, you know, bury the hatchet, as it were. And they decided, like, let's write a couple jams for this best of. So there's some new stuff that features us because there's a new song featuring Sammy 
And it would be unfair to both eras if we didn't represent you in some way. I think it'd be a really cool thing to do. And of course, they they agree on it. They're going to do two tracks. Can't uh, get this stuff no more, which is hilarious because you will actually be getting a little bit more surprisingly. But at the time, maybe we didn't think so. And then Me Wise Magic, which I think was the single they used from this gathering first. But hey. the most interesting. Go ahead. It wasn't the first one. The first single was actually uh, "Humans Being." Well, I, I meant for the for between the two. Oh, because I don't think they did. Uh, can't get this stuff no more. Single. It was just yeah, with. They did did yeah, they really? Yeah, that was the second. Uh, that was the third one. Yeah. Wow. It, yeah, the singles were "Humans Being" in October of '96, and then "Me Wise Magic" in November, and then "Can't Get This Stuff No More" in uh, February of '97. Wow. Yeah, interesting, right? All right, so. But what's more interesting is how short this all would last, mm -hmm. because while MTV was heralding this great return of David Lee Roth, it was the CM Punk return they were all waiting for, as it were. It did not last very long. They didn't even get the MeWise Magic uh, video made. Uh, and just as quickly as he was back in the band, David Lee Roth was back out the door. <laughs> It's unfortunate, too, uh, because these are the first two tracks that we're going to be hitting before we dive into the album proper. Can't get the stuff no more first. Um, I actually really liked this. This was very old. Like, it, it's crazy that this was a brand new Van Halen song because this sounds right out of the like something that they just got left behind. And maybe it was. Maybe that's how it started. But, like, this fits right in with some of their stuff. I mean, this... Don't get me wrong. I don't think that it's something that is um, uh, way out there on like on any sort of uh, like for, for this to be on a greatest hits. I don't. I'm not sure if this would be on there per se, but it. I didn't mind it. I, I actually kind of enjoyed it. I, I, I was. I, I was on. I was on the road for this one. How about you, Joe? Uh, this is one like on the best of. When, when we when you first wrote down we were ranking this song, I was like, I've never heard this song before. I've never. And then I, I went through and I found it on the best of it. I'm like, oh, duh. Yeah, I know this song. I don't know why for me this the, the name of this song is so forgettable and I can't relate it to the song. But it's always been like that. And and even now I'm like, I'm having a blank. It's like, how did that even go? <laughs> but I like I do remember like listening to it yesterday. And uh, yeah, no, this is all around like it's just a good song. Like. You know, is it one that I'm going to remember, like, several years down the road off of the name of it? Probably not. But when I hear it, you know, yeah, you know, it's it's got a good groove to it. Uh, I gave this one an eight. An eight from Joe. How about Nate? What'd you, uh, what did you think about Can't Get This Stuff No More? I think that um, to kind of parrot what you had said, Brando, it did come from the old era. It does sound like a, like a demo track they forgot. Like, oh, we should just bring this out and put it out there and people will be about it, you know, and, and maybe there, there was some truth to it. But it was really interesting to me because listening to the two bonus tracks, having no context, when I first heard the song, my first thought was like, where does this come from? So I thought like, oh, I'm going to read about how it was a Van Halen 2 demo that they left behind in the studio and found 20 years later, some bullshit wasn't even 20 years later but you know what i'm saying so that's not the case i'm reading and i'm like wait they they got back together for this this is fucking cool and as soon as i'm i'm like well they obviously didn't stay together for long because we know what's coming next so this one was like okay like not best of material but it could have been 
you could have lied and told me it was an old track and I would have been even more about it, I think. Because I'd have been like, oh, my God, we're finally hearing a song we never heard before. But saying it's new and it sounds old was just kind of like, oh, OK, you guys kind of going back to the wishing. Well, I gave this one a six. I gave it a 7.5. I think it's a pretty decent little jam and a good track. Uh, the next one, Me Wise Magic, I feel like eh, maybe not so. It's a little long. I kind of felt, uh, honestly, like, now, they jam. There's, like, Me Wise Magic is a more of a jam from that perspective. But by the point it got to the three-minute mark and we were hitting the chorus again, I'm like, okay, is the song over? No, we have literally three more minutes left. And granted, the last, like, 40 seconds is, like, a fade-out, uh, the song's over type deal. But I... It wasn't as good as the Can't Get the Stuff No More. It, it, it was close. The, this had more of the Dave kind of down here talking about how oh, how can how 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 I don't know what he says, but it was just more of that. And um, I don't hate it. I I don't think it teeters. And I, and I docked it just a little bit. I gave it a seven. Nate, we'll start with you. What'd you think? And what'd you rank? I like Me Wise Magic. I think that it's a fun, interesting track. Them, again, being outside their comfort zone, it was very popular when it released as a single. People were really excited. Again, it's the return of David Lee Roth to Van Halen. It's this great moment um, that does not last very long. So uh, I give this one a 7.25. And Joe? It's kind of funny how you were talking about... uh... His, his vocals in the beginning, that little deep, you know, uh, crappy. You know, that's actually Render kind of what I liked about. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of like that because, I mean, like, we had, you know, all the the David Lee Roth's crap at the beginning, which all the, like, the vaudeville, all the mm-hmm. stupid antic crap at the beginning. But this is, like, for me, this was, like, that was, like, a little bit different, which is funny until Nate had said something about Dave coming back and doing those songs, I had no idea because I always wondered growing up, like, okay, well, why are there two Dave songs at the end of the album? And and also, like, Me Wise Magic didn't sound like anything early on in the the greatest hits and all that, the very best of. And I never knew why it's like, until now. Um, and I kind of like that. It's it's not the same Dave as Van Halen or Van Halen 2 or like yeah. any of those early albums, it, it did have a different sound. And those, and it's also, that's actually been the cool part about doing this podcast is there's a lot of crap that I've learned. I didn't realize. Um, and that's one of the things I liked about me. Wise magic. Um, I, I actually kind of, I gave this a little bit lower score than uh, can't get this stuff no more, but that's still all around a good song. I did a seven on this one. A seven. And that's what I did. I gave it as well. Just a plain seven, just a same yeah. plain seven. And, um, now we're going to head right into a brick fucking wall. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's like a cannonball shot to the gut. Uh, just like the album cover. Quite literally. Yeah. Whew, the, album. the album cover said everything. It said everything without speaking. <laughs> Van Halen three was released in March, uh, March 17th, 1998. Did you see that Michael Anthony only played bass on three tracks? I did. So I have something. He said something about that. Um, Michael Anthony said uh, that Eddie had recorded bass for the rest of the album and that he confirmed that Eddie uh, dictated how to play bass on the record. He told Michael what to play. 
and that he said by the time of making this album, Eddie was also playing more bass as well as drums. Yeah. I don't know if Eddie was basically making a solo record, which is what Van Halen three seemed like to me. Um, a song. Just kept the guitar. Yeah. 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 Um, now, uh, now, so, so Sammy's out. The reunion with Dave fell through, which is unfortunate. I felt like if Sammy's going to leave, just just as we said with, uh, you know, it seems like you could have got back to basics a little bit and almost maybe even made an album very akin to old meets new uh, with Dave. And it probably would have went pretty well because you would have had that nostalgia. You had the feel and you would have had the energy like they would have felt youthful again. You mean David Lee Roth would be the only person on any of the albums that are titled Van Halen yeah. 1, 2, and, and, and 3? Three. It yeah. would have been a dope bookend. Yeah, absolutely. But we mm. didn't get that, unfortunately. Uh, they went to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, we did. We got Gary Sharon, the who was the lead singer from Extreme. Not a bad vocalist, but honestly, I'm going to say right out of the gate, I don't feel like he fits. Uh, let me, uh, because before we started, I told you guys it's probably going to be the shortest one we do because of my lack of notes. Listening to this album more than once was painful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. And my, my biggest issue is this. Gary Sharon is a pretender in a land of real motherfuckers. Like he's pretending in this album to be seven different singers from five different bands. He's trying to be... Uh, in some spots, David Lee Roth, he's trying to be Sammy Hagar in a lot of the album. That's yeah. my biggest complaint. Yes. He tries to be Lane from fucking Allison Chains in a spot. He sounds like Bob Dylan in a fucking song, for God's sakes. Like all these things encompass. It's like, man, just be you. Do your shit. You know what is Rick great about Extreme? Do you know what was great about Extreme? His vocals. Because mm-hmm. he was just singing from the heart, not trying to be something else. He's trying to put on all these fronts in this album and this so painfully, mm-hmm. brutally obvious that this was not this is that like it could have been a decent album if it didn't say Van Halen on it. So I actually uh, have a quote from Gary Sharon that says, I would have preferred to tour with them than put out a record. I would have uh, it would have been a better idea to to establish myself first and then hit the studio with the band. Right. Were, he said there were some great ideas and some little gems, but it was not a great record. I had fun, but at times it, it, it was like being a stranger in a strange land. Uh, so that's very interesting how Nate said he definitely felt out of place. Uh, Gary, oh, yeah. Gary himself felt out of place. So how is yeah. how is this album supposed to end up being a really good album if, if Eddie is having such a big... And, and if Eddie wants to make a, a really... Um, concerted solo album, go have at it, you know. But it seems I don't know. It just I I feel like Eddie was in a weird place. Uh, obviously his his relationship with Michael, my, the, 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 you know, this is Michael's last effort with the band, and he only played basically yeah. like one or two tracks. Yeah. Um. So and it's obvious which ones they are too. Like I made a note after on the side of each track that he played on, and going through this, I'm like, dude, it's it's noticeable. So it's a new world, and that's the that's the first track, an instrumental, and probably one of my favorite tracks on the album. Yeah, I can say that based on ranking, it is my favorite track on the album. <laughs> I I just wrote it's a well played instrumental. It it 
there's one thing that I'll never take away from Van Halen as a band, except for when they're making noise with Strung Out or, 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 or losing control and lost control. There are some real duds in here. For the most part, they're a really well-rounded, seasoned band and like jamming and playing. And you're going to get a lot of really good stuff. And that's what I got here. And that's all my notes. I thought the song was called Any World, not New World. Any World. I was like, okay. Um, musically, not a great start to the album. Just like, okay, 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 okay. It's Van Halen. Cool. I would have taken musical wrist. Sure. Yep, exactly. It's too mellow. Way too mellow. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing here, guys? Like, You have an opportunity to show people you got a new singer. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's not going to be great, guys. Um, Yeah. New world, any world. Eh. Joe. Uh, I thought it was a good song all around, but I, I wouldn't have started with this because, like, literally, I would have saved this for later. This is like yeah like what he's saying like this is my strongest song of the album i feel like and it's just it's gone like this it's it's gone and over this start with that and the rest of it is just nothing to look forward to joe would you rank it i guess it's a seven five seven point five nate booker t is the uh <clears throat> Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time WCW champion. I gave it a five. Five time WCW <laughs> champion. Van Halen is down. Van Halen is down. I gave it a seven. Um, Batista is down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call back. <laughs> so the next song is, this is the radio single. This was the first hit single off of, if you want to call it a hit, um, off of the album yeah, with, hit at 90 miles an hour with a fucking baseball to the face. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw that Oakland A's dude take a hit right to the side of the ear. Hey, do you want to know something crazy? Huh? Supposed to be at that game. You were that, uh, that uh, we got, we got tickets through work and I gave mine up so someone else could go. And I watched it on TV happen and was like, I was going to be there. What the fuck? Oh yeah, dude. Like, like, like hardcore. Like with that, like that was white Sox game, right? Yep. Oh, man, the dude got drilled. Um, Chris Bassett got hit right in the fucking temple, man. Oh, boom, went down. Without you. Bassett is down. (laughs) The guitar tone in this album sounds off. Bad. It sounds off-putting. There's a good, there's a a lot of cool little guitar diddles in here, but that's typical Vin, like, Eddie. And I wrote, the chorus is almost catchy. You almost get a catchy chorus in this song, but it doesn't quite get there. Nate. No notes. Go. <laughs> it's just bad. It's just he's he's trying to be fucking Sammy Hagar right off Exactly. The this is what I have on that out on this song. I said I thought Sammy left. <laughs> Would you rank it, Joe? Uh, I did a four point five on this. I just this song could have been much shorter too. That's just mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, oh, dude, it's long as heck. It is very it, long. It's long as heck. It's like six and a half minutes. It's not even the longest do one. You, on the- do you remember the music video for this one? Vaguely. What? Vaguely. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. stop. Yeah. So, no, I it was the hit bought, single. I, yeah, I bought the, the collection, the, the very <laughs> best of music video collection, and they had one Gary Sharon song on there, and it was this one. And they're all like, like, what are they like in a, in a big like ice cave or something? Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. And they're all wearing like 
you know, like snow suits and and like our Eddie's got a pair of snow pants with boxers on over the top. OK, of them I'm going to YouTube right now. You Literally, dude, it's not good. <laughs> it's, mm. it's the worst mm. thing ever. Mm. Uh, so bad. Nate, uh, what'd you rank it? Two. A two. I gave it a five. The next song. I, 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 this isn't. This one. Oh my god! This next song is a fucking single. Of course it is. Not the one I would want. <laughs> Nor the one I would want. Did you read the lyrics to this damn song? No. Nope. I try not to. Okay, so I wrote starts off with an old Van Halen intro sounding you sounding it's all right okay and then the vocals start yep Paul man you just want a little rich man want a little more Superman he looking for Lois salesman <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I'm trying to sell you I a soul. about that fat yeah. man he's ordering seconds pizza man just wants a slice. Bad man looking for attention. Good man, he's hard to find. It goes on. Male man looking for your daughter. Straw man don't have a leg to stand on. Gay man looking for another. Candy man, yeah, the candy man can. So bad. Black man, so bad. he looking for justice. White man try to get a tan. <laughs> I didn't catch that part. <laughs> Wool man just wants to fly in first class. Holy man, take me to the promised land. Holy oh fans, something want that piece of pie. Now it continues. That wasn't it. This song oh. is longer than that. Boogie man, give me the creeps. Sand man, kicking mud in your eye. Piano man. Kick him up in the mood in your melody. Strong man. Yeah, he knows how to cry. Ape man. Oh. Ain't nobody's uncle. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my God. Why is this a thing? Why the hell is this a song? Lucky man. <laughs> you can always know who they are. Dead man. Living more tomorrow. <laughs> Wise man. Following a star. Oh my God, Brandon! I'm ranking your version. Brandon, <laughs> <laughs> what's your rank so far? <laughs> oh God, I got—I mean, I got nothing else. Like this, like literally. Okay, so you had the intro. You had without you. I think I've heard that or has seen the video. Like Joe said, the ice palace, the ice cave. Yes. So I oh heard. I knew, and then I got to this, and I'm like, all right, we are we are in another world. We are in. Oh, a, legit. Like the, we have now officially dropped off. Yes. Any sort of quality gate here. Does anybody else have anything to say after what I have said? Boo. Boo. I, I've got one positive thing, though. Like, I mean, the only thing I can say positive about it is uh, I did like Michael Anthony's bass line through the verse. That's that's literally all I can say about I, this. Like, I didn't even pay attention to it with all the mailman, Batman, know, it was like, Spider-Man. It, I had to really key in on it, but, but like, I, it, you can definitely tell it's Michael playing uh, compared to, like, the rest of the shit that Eddie plays on this, but... That's like the only thing positive I could take from the damn song. Was this man? 
What'd you give oh, it, Joe? Ah, uh, dude, I gave this one a three, bro. Three. Nate, what'd you give it? <laughs> one point two five. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you added the two five. Oh man! Did you did you bump it up a score just because of my performance? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, nice. Thank you. Very I gave nice. it a two. I gave it a two. Ooh. Um, shit, they got me. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> the next song is called "From Afar." Uh, I wrote another cool intro, then the vocal start. Why yep. are these songs so long? No, exactly. The, like, what uh, the hell? The album length here is 65 minutes and 22 seconds. Of torture! It's a, it's so bad. Okay, reception for Van Halen 3 was mostly mixed to negative. Uh, yeah. The, here's what I don't agree with. Suffers from the same problems as the Hagar uh, era Van Halen. Limp riffs, weak melodies, and plotting colorless rhythms. No, definitely worse than. Next time I listen to this song, I will be listening from afar because legit uh, is not. It was not good. Uh, Joe, do you have anything to say? Not one note at all. All right, well, the barking was better. The barking was better. (laughs) Fair enough. Bark man. Bark man. <laughs> From afar, Joe, would you rank it? Two. Two. Nate. 2.75. <laughs> the bark popped it up. Bark man. I gave it a three. Come here. Here, start. <laughs> um. I'm mad, though, because the dog should have come in on the next track. Yeah, dirty water dog. Oh damn, we missed it by one. Oh. Um, the dirty water dog here. Um, I wrote one line of notes. That's it. It sounds the most listenable so far. Um, it, my my actual uh, ranks will agree <laughs> with you there. And that's all I got, Joe. What do you think? <coughs> I tried not to think. <laughs> this, like, this no man yeah there's, i got nothing there's really more like, stuff on the album than this uh, i felt it, like there is i uh, uh, among my ranks this is with the more positive side of mm-hmm. things what about okay so we'll just go to ranks uh and we'll hit nate nate what'd you think three three joe what'd you think four four five <laughs> we can count. <laughs> I gave it a five. Um, the next song, though, oh, oh. once oh. ballad sounds cool, intro music sounds halfway decent, but yet another vocal atrocity. Yeah. A did anybody travesty. else? Did anybody else get Genesis vibes from this? I know because I don't want to offend fucking Genesis and Phil Collins. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's my bad. But like all the, the all the the synthesize, all the electronic crap in the background, just just had like a Genesis vibe to me. It's just like, oh my god, they're they're he's he's becoming such a poser now. The band has to sound like other bands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I will only listen to this song once. Once. <laughs> Same. I gave it a two. Joe, would you give it? Two. Give it a 3.5. The next song, Fire in the Hole, was on the Lethal Weapon 4 soundtrack. That's unfortunate. And yeah, uh, yeah. in my opinion, this song should have started the album. I listened to this one specifically as I was uh, you know, gathering my thoughts before we started uh, going on the air. And I, I feel, for the most part, this is a very standard Hagar-sounding and the most palatable on the album. It, I feel like Gary comes in here sounding just like Sammy. But in the overall, the song's pretty heavy, and it's if it were a Sammy song, it would be one of the weaker efforts. Yeah. It's bad. I mean, it's it's to come from Sammy Hagar, who is really trying to be himself and give his all to this effort where it's obvious there are a lot of people mixing in the pot. Hey, make it sound like this. Hey, do it kind of like this. Hey, do it kind of like that. It comes off as very, 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 very noticeable that this is not Gary Sharon naturally in the pocket singing with his heart. And that's where I can't even musically connect. I gave Fire in the Hole a 2.25. Joe. Joe. Uh, I don't really have nothing on this. The only thing I got is this was the last track that Michael Anthony recorded on this album. Um, after that, the rest is all Eddie. Um, all around, man, this was just not good. I, I gave this one a... Th- I think 3.5. I blew this one out of the water, guys. I gave it a six. <laughs> I kind of dug it. It's, it's pretty heavy. Um, has its moments. As I said, is the most listenable and, and palatable <coughs> on the record. Yeah, because the next song, Josephina. My literal note is, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You gave it a one. You gave it a one. Nate gave it a uh, one. That, I'm not even saying anything. That's my fucking response. What are we doing? One. That's what we're doing. We're giving it a one. What'd you give it, Joe? Two? I'm right there with you. With a two. <laughs> with a two. It's like we are. we would waste more time trying to talk about that song than the value of that song is worth. Moving on. <laughs> Year to the day. Also known as Allison Chain's Light. So I said this is long, Dude. long AF. And I said in my notes, probably Gary's best vocal performance on the record. Um, I mean, that I know that's not saying a lot, but <laughs> I mean, that's I kind of dug it, but it it's a it's about a half point below some of my favorite parts. I gave it a 5.5. 5. I know. What'd you give it, Joe? Wait, or, or, do you have anything to say? And then what'd you give it? I'm sorry. Well, I got nothing, bro. I just gave it a 2.75. I was actually a little more liberal on this song because it is, in my opinion, Alice in Chains light. Um, and I gave it a 4.25. The next song is an instrumental primary and 
and then this is just Eddie messing around, making some noise. He has a uh, so, so some 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 neat little ditties in here where he like he makes some like Middle Eastern sound noises, um, but it just doesn't really sit well too much with me. I gave it a four. Does anybody else feel like the last three songs of this album are just like secretly hella political? Primary ballot or the bullet? How many say I? Like, it's like, whoa, 1998, bro. I know that Clinton just got his dick sucked in the Oval Office, but it's not in the <laughs> world yet. Um, yeah, maybe so. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anybody got any ranks for primary? Uh, three point seven five, my friend, from Nate. And would you give it, Joe? Two, two. And also, I will say about primary, that's interesting to note that uh, what Joe had said about Michael Anthony only playing bass on select songs, you talking about how he was dabbling in drums because it's like, is this just him by himself doing all of this? Uh, you know what? It's said on, I looked up the track. But the track could be misleading because they've always given writing credits to pretty much everybody, I thought, unless they True. didn't on this album. Which I'm glad, Brando, for this episode, you didn't go, hey, Nate, who's the band? Because I don't know. Like, <laughs> you don't even know. I think I know, but I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> you know, like, so oh, he yeah. plays. Um, uh, Eddie played guitar, bass guitar on tracks four through six, eight, nine, and 11. Keyboards, drums, and electric sitar on tracks one and 10. Um, yeah. Backing vocals and lead vocals. For a song coming up, so um, and then Michael Anthony only played bass on two, three, and seven. Yep. Damn, that was not Metallica texting me that time. It was strange. <laughs> hey, what's up, Brando? This is strange, and I'm sorry you had to listen to Van Halen three. Um, <laughs> Here's some free tickets to see Metallica. <laughs> so the next song is "Ballot or the Bullet." And it was chunky. I thought the guitars were a little interesting here. He's trying something different, but the vocals were not killed it. Are not appealing to me. I gave it a four. I would delete this one. One point two five. Wow. <laughs> Joe. I uh, did a one point five. Guys, we made it to the last track. On Thank God. Um, <laughs> how many say I? Now look, I have a lot of respect for Eddie Van Halen. Yes. And I know that this song is just his song and he even sings lead on it. And apparently from what I heard, he had to be talked into singing lead on it. Oh, I wish they wouldn't have. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, because I, the reason why my rank is so high on this is because, you know, like the last song I gave it a four and, I, and I'm like three points ahead of you guys. Cause I actually kind of dug the different direction of the guitar. I thought like, man, this is really neat. He's kind of going into the, yeah, he down tuned Eddie Van Halen yeah. down tuned. Like that's cool. Yeah. And we're going to hear that again, maybe on the next record. It's going to be pretty neat to hear. Um, but this one, I thought the, the piano playing and composition was just fucking fantastic. But the vocals are just unpleasant. Like they, they've been all over the place on here. You had a couple of shining moments with Gary. Uh, most of it's been very just bad or bad vocals or bad lyrics. Unfortunately, this song is just if as a ballad, which could have been great. It, if you could have had this, I mean, you know, cause we heard some ballads with Sammy that were like, maybe not quite cut the mustard compared to some of his other ones, you know, 
I don't know, man. Uh, I just feel bad that this song is doesn't doesn't get a chance to be good because <laughs> instantly you're it's just it sounds like somebody who can't sing sing and I know Eddie sings backing vocals and they're able to do a lot of good harmonies does anybody have anything to add I think I think musically Eddie this oh, go ahead. I'm sorry I, th- I think no, Eddie should have stuck the guitar. <laughs> Eddie should have just stuck the guitar. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, he's he hasn't had a lead vocal part in any of these albums. Like, why start now? <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. that's all I had on it. Well, as I said, he kind of talked into it. To me, I think musically, there's so much potential, and this is Eddie being brave and stepping out of his comfort zone. However, Vocally speaking, it just does not sit at all smooth. And what does that sit? Let me just ask this question. How does that bode to your new lead singer that your out song, the thing that people are going to end listening to your album first playthrough in is not your lead singer who is actually a meant to be lead singer. It's your lead guitar player singing when he maybe shouldn't have. Um. It, it definitely, you know, leads to, well, why did Sharon not stick around for Van Halen four? Well, here's why there was no confidence in him. And, and obviously the reception from the fans was what the fuck are you guys doing here? Like this was a rotten shit of an overall album, but how many say I has some shining spots in it again. And I, I ranked it a little bit higher than some of the other tunes. I gave it a 3.75. Would you give it Joe? It's another two. I gave it a 3.25. So, guys, that wraps up Van Halen 3. Brando's average album rank was 4.18. Nate's was 2.68. And Joe's was 3.06 with a master rank of 3.14. Damn, it almost got a three. Van Halen 3 almost got a three. I know. Nice. Wait, what was the total? 3.31. I'm sorry. Okay. So I, I might have said that backwards, and that's, my, and that's my fault. The highest ranked song on the album is the intro track. The instrumental is <laughs> 6.5, and the lowest... Josephina. ...is once. Now, no, oh. you, no, 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 you're right. Josephina, I'm sorry. 1.66. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Fellas, um, let me just say, being a Metallica fan going into St. Anger, I tried to be fair, even though there's some spots on that record I do like. There's spots I don't like. I I knew the album front and back going into that, and I kind of felt like that's going to be one of my lower-ranked ones, and it was. I we I finally found an album that like wh- I need to be in a mood to listen to Saint Anger. I need to be in a mood to listen to some of the songs on there, even the songs I like. I need to be in a mood for it. I will never be in a mood to listen to Van Halen three ever. <laughs> no, and I'll be honest with you. I don't know if you guys have already gone forward and finished uh, listening and ranking Van Halen. Um, going from this album to the last album 
has completely changed my perception of that last album. Hmm. Like, um, yeah. So like, we'll, we'll talk about that on the, on the next episode, guys, a different kind of truth. Uh, also, let me say, if you haven't also check out the live in Tokyo dome performance around that same different kind of truth release. Uh, they, they perform the Tokyo dome. And I tell you what, it's only Van Halen tunes, so no Van Hagar to be found. Yeah. But they pull out some pretty deep cuts that were really awesome to hear live that I was like, holy shit, get it, boys. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> they were on that. And this is Michael Anthony's last record with the band, so it's Boy and Vi- Yo, Boy Viangi. Boy and To him here as he takes off. Uh, the band would definitely be in a state of flux. Eddie would be going through rehab and, and getting clean from alcoholism and whatever other ailments. Just rough around the just rough go for the band here, and then from there forward, and, and then we're gonna pick it up on the next episode. But guys, thank you once again for joining me, Nate, Joe. Yo, it has been this ride has been interesting, and unfortunately, we had to hit this big, big, giant, gaping pothole we only had to hit it once though ah uh, i mean i i yeah we're done with it we're absolutely done. a little bit of aftershock left over uh uh-huh. but guys uh you guys can check us out all over the interwebs where can they check us out nate oh get us on rank rocks that's our dot com go to youtube search rank em all podcast subscribe comment hit the notification bell make sure you never miss an episode go to on facebook like us there go on instagram Hit us up in that spot. Go on to all the different amazing podcasting platforms that you're listening on, whether that's Amazon Music, Apple Music, Spotify Podcast, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, um, Podbean, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Alexa can probably play us and shit. I don't. I still don't know. I, I'll figure that out hopefully soon. But <laughs> yeah, man, I think that's all the different places I've covered our bases. Well, guys, until next time, we've been here at Rankamal Van Halen with Brando, Nate, and Joe, and um, we're looking for a different kind of truth, and we're going to find that on the next episode, guys. Until then, thank you guys again for listening. Tell us what your ranks are. We're very interested to hear what you got to say about Van Halen 3. Yeah, Down below. Comment below. And we'll see you then. We'll see you next week, guys. Have a good one. Later on.